there will be an after. There's an after after everything. And sometimes when we can get in a difficult time, and, you know, we've all experienced difficult times before this, we can feel like, you know, it will never end. But we want to talk about the after and that the that life, you know, will will begin again. It'll be a little bit different or maybe a lot different, but it's it's going to begin again and we're going to be, you know, we're, this is going to, at some point, this will be history. Welcome to Champions Mojo Weekly Podcast, where your hosts Kelly Palace and Maria Parker share with you what it takes to be a champion. Kelly is a former Division I head swim coach, Olympic trials qualifier, and holds Masters World and National Swimming Records, and Maria holds world records in endurance cycling, and was the overall women's winner of the world's toughest bike race, Race Across America. They'll be sharing their personal stories and wisdom, along with interviewing other champions to give you the tools you need for becoming a true champion in your own life. And now, your host, Kelly Palace. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast, where I am co-hosting, as usual, with Maria Parker. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Kelly. It's great to be with you. Yes, and uh, maybe our listeners are not listening in the morning, but we're recording this in the morning, so we... I'm really happy to be with you. I got a nice cup of coffee here, and we are going to be talking about feeling grounded in uncertain times. We are definitely in uncharted territories with this COVID-19 pandemic, but we wanted to bring you a show that will be uplifting and positive and maybe just extremely opposite of the news that you're going to watch on TV or on your streaming devices. Uh, so we hope that you'll stay tuned because we're we're going to cover what people are feeling out there, what we're feeling. We're going to talk about how to stay grounded. And then we're going to talk about some micro goals or some small goals that just we can put out there for us to kind of get through this time. There will be an after. Maria, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I love that. Kelly, just listening to you say those things, I feel better. <laughs> your your voice is very, very uh, uh, consoling and encouraging to me. So uh, thanks for that already. Um, yeah, we, you know, when we were preparing for the show, we, we talked about, we tried to kind of explore our own feelings and the other people that we've talked to. And one of the things that we came up with, and I've actually heard this, um, in the media some, although I'm trying to stay away from media now, um, this concept of this isn't forever. There's going to be an after. <laughs> Jen, I was talking to my husband about this yesterday, and he started singing, there's got to be a morning after <laughs> for those of you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's a great song. <laughs> for those of you who don't remember, that came from Poseidon Adventure, which is way, 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 way long time ago. But there will be an after. There's an after after everything. And sometimes when we can get in a difficult time, and, you know, we've all experienced difficult times before this, we can feel like, you know, it will never end. But we want to talk about the after and that the, that life, you know, will will begin again. It'll be a little bit different or maybe a lot different, but it's, it's going to begin again. And we're going to be, you know, we're, this is going to, at some point, this will be history which is, to me, encouraging. Yeah, yeah. And before we go to that, which is our third, we kind of had three uh, three big bullet points that we wanted to share with people today. And, and let's start with what 
the feelings are that are out there. And we, we want to normalize these feelings and behaviors that we're seeing amongst ourselves, our families, our friends, certainly in the news. And we, we titled this show Feeling you know, Ungrounded. And I think that is an overall theme that when there is uncertainty, so uncertainty, certainty and uncertainty are, if you've ever listened to Tony Robbins, I love, you know, Tony Robbins is just the icon for personal development, getting through tough times. And Tony Robbins says he has, there's seven human needs and two of the human needs are certainty and uncertainty. So we like a little uncertainty. We like to go to a movie and not know what the end is going to be. And then he always says, well, we also like certainty where you go watch your second, your, uh, your favorite movie for the third or fourth time because you like certainty. So I think certainty is what's really missing in today's society. And I'm going to just start with me in, I have been feeling super ungrounded and Maria, you know, you're, you, you, I've been radio silent with you for the last week. And you're like, Kelly, what is going on? You know, like, so uh, why haven't, you know, why haven't you called me every single day for us to do a podcast? And I really, I kind of want to just say to the swimmers out there, Every single day for the last, I'm going to say six months, I have swum. And swimming is a big part of my mental health, my physical health. So I live in a community that has a nice community pool. And I go there either every morning or and every evening and swim. And so in the last week, they've you know, closed our pool down and I've not been able to swim like the thousands of other swimmers out there. So not only am I missing kind of my emotional and physical fitness in swimming, but the whole world is turned upside down and the media is blasting us with these horrible, you know, gloom and doom scenarios. So I, I've just been feeling really ungrounded. Like what, well, what are we going to do with the podcast if we can't talk to swimmers and we can't talk to coaches? So that for me has been why we titled this show Ungrounded. And I think Maria, you've felt a little differently, but why don't you, um, you know, just give me your thoughts on what I've said. Yeah, I, I, I think that is a common feeling, and that's certainly true for me, too, a, a sense of, well, you, if you're not doing things the way you've always done them, <laughs> then that doesn't feel good. We're, we are creatures of routine and habit. When you're not doing your habit or your routine, especially for sort of scary reasons, I think it's easy to feel like you're you're floating, which, you know, I, 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 I sort of feel that, but I've, I've been as we all have, but I, I've, I think one of the, one of the good things about that, we talked about this again, as we were preparing for this show, a good thing about hard things or things that change everything is, you know, it, it tears your world apart. It just, it just cracks it open. And then you have sort of new opportunity, but just talking about this coronavirus for me personally, I would have said yesterday and did say yesterday to Kelly and to others. This is sort of normal for me. I'm not, my, my routine hasn't changed significantly because I work alone. Uh, I see my husband 
I see my my close family. So things haven't really changed. And and I have just sort of doubled down on the things that I usually do. That's what I was saying to myself and what I've been saying <laughs> to others. Well, the only thing that's changed is I have terrible insomnia. <laughs> and so I realized just talking about this, that my body is reflecting the uncertainty of the world, even if I'm not consciously thinking to myself, oh, I feel bad. Oh, I'm nervous or, oh, I'm worried. My, I'm, I'm, I am unable to sleep. And so, you know, it's not that I'm having conscious concerns while I'm not sleeping. It's just that I am unable to sleep. And I think that's, so I think uh, contrary to what I would have said yesterday, yes, this is impacting me. I feel ungrounded. Clearly the insomnia is a, is a screaming message saying, Maria, you know, you're not, you're not calm and happy. <laughs> but I, you know, again, what I would say from previous experiences, uh, I think as many, many people have had one of those experiences where a moment changes everything. And I've had two or three in my life. And, and that's when your world just sort of, sort of breaks open. And I think this virus can be that for a lot of people, but when that happens, it's like, uh, I remember talking to a counselor once. It's not, it's not that your world is over. It's not that nothing will ever be good again. It's that you're taking a turn. So it's not, you're not going where you thought you were going anymore. You've, you've taken a right-hand turn. And that can be a great road too. We just don't know yet. Yeah, this is, this is, I guess, <laughs> what I'm admitting to you and everybody who's listening is this is, even though I, I'm saying it's okay, it's not it's not okay even for me, and I don't consider myself an anxious person. Maria, I think that is an incredibly great example for everyone out there. So you and I are polar opposites on <laughs> dealing with scary things. Okay. Yeah. So so and 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 I I don't want to say maybe tough things, but uh, really difficult things. So. I am the, 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 I wear it on my sleeve. I'm the screaming, I'm anxious. I'm scared. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. You know, I might do it. So let's take the, like, I love the visual of the little child who first jumps off the, the three meter diving board, the high dive at the pool. I am the, the kid that gets dared to do it. And I climb the ladder crying and I walk out. Yeah, I, I, I literally remember this. Like I climb the ladder crying. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And then I walk out one little step at a time and I'm standing on the end saying, I can't do this. This is so scary. And then I'll, you know, go to the end and then I'll go jump off just screaming like, oh, my God, I did it. <laughs> and you are the little child that just. Move out of the way. I'm coming to, <laughs> I'm going to jump off that three meter. And you put your, ch you set your chin and you climb up to the top and you throw your shoulders back at the end of the board and you walk out and you jump off. Uh, yeah. Or, or I say, I never wanted to do that anyway. <laughs> and, I just, and I just don't even try. Yeah. But the, point but certainly if I'm going to do it, I'm going to pretend like I'm not afraid. Yeah. And so the point is that this time, and this is, I think, what we really wanted to normalize. It is scary as hell out there. It really is. Even if you're saying, like my husband, and we talked about my husband yesterday, 
Mark is just the ultimate good news bear. You know, oh, it's fine. It's going to be good. This is great. I'm enjoying it. And, you know, Mark is in exorexic mode. He's, you know, he runs in the morning. <laughs> he rides his bike. He plays. He's trying to, I, I think, keep himself so busy that he can't even stop and think about, you know, what's going on, even though he's a news watcher. So, but I truly believe that this is this is getting deep down into everyone's psyche. And then I'm just going to throw it out here. The big thing that that we're not even talking about, but I know is in the back of our mind. Yeah, only, you know, a small percentage of people are going to die with this. But what if it's me? What if it's you? What if it's our husband? What if it's our child? What if it's our, our father? What if it's, you know your your favorite best friend or your neighbor. I mean, I think the fact that there is a grim reaper in this that is is making it definitely more scary. So so I think that it's it's normal to have these feelings whether you're overeating, you're under-exercising, you're over-exercising, you're you know, lubing out and numbing on Netflix, whatever it is that people are doing is okay. I think it's, it's just, that's what we wanted to say that, that there's just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shaking in my boots and, and not functioning like I normally would. And you're saying, oh, I'm fine, but you're not sleeping at night. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, there are conscious things that we do so that we don't have to Think about what's scary. I mean, I, I, you know, when, as you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, this is, this is what we all have to face our own mortality. And every Mm -hmm. single time you so much as talk to somebody or turn on the news, it's, we're talking about death. Yes. This is the the main topic of March, 2020 is death. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and I think you know, whether you deal with it consciously like you do, or you deal with it unconsciously, like apparently I'm doing, (laughs) we're having to face it. And so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would double down on what you just said, which is, Hey, if you're overeating, fine. (laughs) If you're doing Netflix too much, fine. If you're, I was very inspired by a little video. Um, one of my favorite, uh, people, Peter Atia that I follow put out there about, you know, he was saying, uh, how cross he was with his children and how, how just ashamed he was of himself. So if you're yelling at your kids or if you're, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, excuse yourself, forgive yourself. We're dealing with, with hard times here. Yeah. Hard times, uncertain times. And I think that's where we wanted to go to our, our second bullet point of how do you ground yourself? How do you get back? We don't want to be stuck in the Netflix cycle or the overeating cycle or the overworrying cycle or the insomnia cycle. So I, I think the number one thing, so the first, the number one thing, you got to stop consuming media. That is just it. And I'll tell you from my own perspective, the first like three days that this hit and everything was kind of, you know, they were canceling NCAAs. They were talking, you know, like closing all the swimming pools, all that stuff. That just, that just hit me in the gut. I mean, I, there's probably no no thing I look forward to doing more in my life than going to women's NCAA swimming championships. I mean, that is like probably my favorite activity ever. And I, you know, and for that to be taken away was just a sock in the gut. So it was like the first three or four days of just 
constant cancellations, constant news. Mark, my husband, was, you know, watching the news all the time. On about day three, I woke up and I just couldn't even breathe. It was just, it was that anxious, nervous, like, oh my gosh, I, I just had a full tank of negativity. And I, and I had journaled that morning and I said to myself, no news. I am doing nothing for 24 hours. I'm just going to look at birds and palm trees and <laughs> sunlight. And I'm going to, I, and so I came, you know, I came to Mark and I said, look, honey, I know you love to watch what's going on. I don't want to hear anything. I don't, you know, you have to do headphones and your little computer screen or your, t- your, your phone, but I don't want to have gloom and doom around me for 24 hours. I don't want to hear it. I, unless the sky is falling, don't come to me and say, oh, the, the, the death count is up in New York City or, oh, now they're closing this or that. I said, I, I'm going to be fine for the next 24 hours without hearing any news. And I went... 24 hours with just thinking about fun stuff and doing fun stuff and doing things that were unrelated to the virus, to death, to uncertainty. And I felt 1 million times better after that 24-hour period. I think that has to be the first step. What do you think? I totally agree. I think most of us understand that... (sighs) The news is not really the news. <laughs> it's, 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 and, and because, and we've talked about this in the show before, but I don't think you can emphasize it enough. We're attracted to negative news like we're attracted to sugar. It's, you know, it's just, it pulls you in. It's, it's, it's evolutionary, you know, evolutionary. We're, we're, and so the, the media outlets know this. So they're not reporting good news. They're not reporting anything, you know, particularly promising. Occasionally you hear that, but, they're reporting stuff that will make you click on their stories and listen more and listen after the break. And, and, and it's, and it's not news. <laughs> it's, and you, like you said, you don't have to know if the sky is falling, you know, you'll see the, you'll see the, the, the blue, the blue specks, <laughs> you know, falling right, around, right, you. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, people think that, that to be, uh, yeah, to be good citizens, they have to listen to news and you, you should be well informed. But in this time, I, I cannot emphasize enough the negativity that listening to the news or doing a lot of consuming of any media, Facebook, Instagram is, you know, it's all about death and the virus and it's not, it's not helpful. So having said all that, and I know this, like I know that I know that I know this, I still have a hard time not listening to the news. Like usually in the evenings we, we have a particular channel that we like to listen to and I've just... I just, you know, I, I think that's probably causing my insomnia. It just, oh, you know, yeah. it, it, it's yeah. such an attraction. Yeah, it's it's that like, I, you know, on my undergraduate degrees in journalism and communications, and we were taught if it bleeds, it leads. So right. that's what they're trying to get that that, you know, factor of you know sensationalism and. I will say there are good news channels, and I have been trying to search good news on the coronavirus. And I can give you three quick little points that I found in searching for good news. One, the virus does not seem to be mutating. So that's mm, that something good that's news. good news that they're not saying in the news. Number two, the one of the top virologists said that it was not engineered. 
You know, they they thought That's maybe good. this was a deliberate bioterrorist act, that this was not engineered, that the way the the little spikes on the, the virus showed was not spliced so that it was a it was a naturally occurring virus. So that that's kind of good news because you don't want to be thinking, you know, this is a bioterrorist act. As a third, the the best they say the best rate of calculating the mortality came off of the Princess Cruise Line where there were 3700 people on the ship, 712 of them actually got the virus and then only 7 of them died which makes the mortality rate 0.0002. So mm-hmm. there you know the the death rate I, I personally I mean besides that exact stat I think there are tons of people that have this or have or have had it that, that aren't even in the numbers which brings the death rate down. So I think there there's some good media out there that they're not proliferating because they want it to be sensationalized. Yeah, it's not, nobody, want, nobody, I mean, our, our little genetics, our little genes don't look for good, good news. Our genes look for danger. Yes. And, uh, and so that's what the media is serving us up. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, we've said it, let's, 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 yeah. let's, you, will you hold me accountable on that, Kelly? Yes, I'm, Maria, I, I'm going to have a plan for you. You know, I, one thing that I, that I think helps with insomnia so much that I do, and I, you know, I've not been a great sleeper and I've been sleeping great during this time is <laughs> uh, like, great. I listen to audiobooks when, before yeah. I go to sleep, no news at night for sure. No blue mm-hmm. screens, but I just listen to audiobooks and I listen to either romance or something light, something really, maybe a little bit of a light thriller that's not, but just just something that takes my mind completely to another place and is not about the news or about work or about, you know, something that I need to do. It's just it's just a fantasy world before you go to sleep. And, you know, I, I the, the audiobooks have a little t- a sleep timer. So you can yeah. just put it on, you know, 15 minutes till you fall asleep and that that really has helped me but that's a great that's a great idea so let's talk about so definitely number 1 how to ground yourself stop consuming media if you don't do anything else do that <laughs> yeah that, i i swear to you if you will just give yourself if you want to click after i say this jump out of the podcast give yourself 24 hours of not talking about the virus not thinking about the virus not looking at any news and just do 24 hours of something that takes your mind completely off of it, you will do a reset and you'll feel so much better. And then just, you know, see how that going forward, you know, now I do a little bit of earlier in the day, I just check to see, you know, what's going on, but never more than say 15 minutes of it. I just think that that's consuming media is really not a good idea. New normal. So we do want to snap out of the overeating or overexercising or over Netflix. We need a new routine, Maria. So right. why don't you talk about what a new routine might look like in this time? I love this idea of new because it's a beautiful, new is to me a beautiful word. So I think we have to realize that things have changed. And so we need to create for ourselves a new, what we call a new normal or a new routine. I was talking to one of my children yesterday, one of my adult children, and um, they were saying that the, they felt untethered, like we've been talking about. And, and we talked about transitions are difficult for this, this particular person. Transitions are very hard. And 
And so you have to, in, during a transition or a difficult time, you have to create a routine. And we talked about things that they could do that would be, that would be a new routine for them. And, and, and that's really helpful if you can wake up in the morning and think, okay, today I am going to, and this is going to be my new routine. If you have kids at home, I know this is a really, really big challenge for many, many parents whose children are no longer at school or whose kids are home from college. You know, things aren't the way they were. So you have to create a, a new routine. And I think, you know, if that involves, I know uh, with my um my son and daughter-in-law next door, they've been trying to get their kids outside twice a day, no matter what. And that that's part of their routine now. They didn't used to do that because the kids were in school or they were doing other things. And so, you know, now they've developed this, this, this new, new section, a new routine. And uh, my son is working from home. And so he's working certain hours and, and they've, they've developed this new pattern, which is really working for them. And I think that's, you know, that sounds obvious, but if, if you're consciously creating a routine, if you're waking up and planning your day and saying, this is how I want to go and give it a try, and then if that doesn't work, you know, um, uh, change it a little for the next day, try to create a routine for yourself during this time. We, who knows how much more time we have of the social isolation, it, even if you have three more days or a week, it's, it's good to have a routine for that. Even when you go on vacation, you sort of develop a routine. Uh, so it's it's nice to have to be conscious about that, and 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 that'll also fill up those blocks where you might be tempted to just sit down and flip uh, flip through Facebook, which can be really really bad for you. A lot of our swimming community has lost the routine of swimming. So I yeah, used wow. to get up every single morning, like, and swim. You know, that was just I, I didn't. I didn't have breakfast. You know, I get up, drink my two glasses of water. My swim bag is packed. I walk straight to the pool. And I swam. That was just what I've done pretty much every day for the last several months. And now I'm not doing that. So my new routine is to immediately walk. So walking is not as fun for me as swimming, but I'm walking. And then when I come back, I do a little short 30-minute YouTube yoga routine that I just plug myself into. You, you know, you once you get started, then, you know, you kind of have to keep flowing with it. So I think that is that's great. You know, that's my new routine. It's not swimming, but it is a it's a different routine for me. Yeah, yeah. So my routine hasn't changed a lot because, as I said, I work either from home or by myself most of the time anyway. But I think one of the things that that uh, we talked about yesterday in to be included in that new routine is is spending some time in reflection. Yes. So I think I think that. Perhaps because I've just told myself that I'm fine and that I'm, you know, I'm doing all everything that I've always done. I haven't, I haven't taken th- that time to ask myself, well, okay, what's the real deal here, Maria? <laughs> and you know, my 2020 um, New Year's resolution was more reflection. So I think, you know, you talked about journaling. Journaling is a great way to re- to, to do reflection, prayer, meditation, but just spending time, sort of checking out, you know, like checking on yourself, like, okay, you know, how does my stomach feel? How, you know, how does my, you know, how does my body feel? What's going on? What are the thoughts that I'm having? What are the thoughts that I'm trying not to have? What, what's going on here for me? And what am I afraid of? What, you know, and I think if you can be honest with yourself in reflection, it's going to be really helpful going forward. 
What do you think? Yes, absolutely. And that that was why I got into my 24-hour fast because I couldn't I couldn't get a deep breath and it didn't have anything to do with, you know, having the coronavirus in my lungs. It was literally like I was so tight in my body of anxiety and worry that I was like, you know, just shortness of breath. I checked in with my what is going on? It is this massive just downloading of bad news. So yes, reflecting, that's how I figured it out. So in this second bullet here, we're talking about how to ground yourself, get an exercise routine or a new routine that includes reflecting. And then I think a huge part of grounding yourself, getting back, if you're feeling untethered, is self-care. It's so, you know, just, just really caring for yourself. And I love what you say a lot, Maria, which is think about what your future self will say. And you said this yesterday, something like, is my future self going to feel good in an hour if I've just chased everything down Facebook and YouTube and right the news the news stories or is it going to feel better if i journal for a half hour and go for a half hour walk so what will your future self feel better about so self-care is often the one that gets kind of tossed in the trash or it's your excuse of i've got to take care of the kids the kids are out of school now but if you you know if mama ain't happy ain't nobody happy so people, (laughs) people have to take care of themselves yeah. Yeah. And I think that for me, especially includes eating well. And again, you're home all day. I mean, I think there's been a lot of media on this. That's kind of funny, but you're home all day. The food's right around You're, you know, maybe you're not quite as busy, but this is a great opportunity to really, um, to eat well. And I, you know, I went to the store the other day for food and they were out of flour. And I actually, that made me so happy because what that told me was that people are baking (laughs) and, you know, it's not that bread is so great for you or cookies are so, but there's something really healing for some people, for me, this would be true about creating delicious food in your own kitchen. So yeah, self-care, whatever it looks like for you, but try to eat well. For me, that's a part of the promise I make to my future self. Okay. Okay. If I sit down and eat this this processed food, how am I going to feel in an hour versus if I, if I, you know, roast up some broccoli with garlic and eat that, then my future self is going to feel a lot better on that. So yeah, that's part of self-care, what you eat. If it's uh, baking and, you know, doing stuff with your kids, arts and crafts, I mean, that, if that calms everybody, that's great for you too. Yes, absolutely. I think, I think just self-care and, and, and then if you just, if you want to tie self-care into simply taking care of your body so that your immune system is up, because we all want to have good immune systems right now. So getting, if you're, if you're caring for yourself, you're going to be less likely to get the virus. So that means sleeping well or resting, limiting sugar and alcohol is a way to keep your immune system up and regular meditation and moderate exercise, all of those things. So sleep, limiting sugar and alcohol, regular meditation and moderate exercise are all immune boosters. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's self-care for just being healthy and it's, it's self-care that if you, if you are worried about the virus. So our third uh, pillar was 
you know, what can we do with this, this time when, when we're trying to tether ourselves, trying to create a new normal. And we talked about this quite a bit as we were planning the show and we decided, and I think this is just really fabulous is this is a great time to create a new micro goal. So Kelly, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I I just had the idea, you know, we don't know how long we're going to be socially isolating. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if I decided to do a a body sculpting video for the next four weeks? Just, Just, you know, find something on YouTube. Or if I learned to play the guitar. Okay, Mark has a great... You know, he's got a beautiful guitar. He plays the guitar beautifully. There are guitar lessons online. Just take something small that, or organizing my closet. I've never, ever had the kind of closet that you walk in and just be like, okay, this is perfectly organized. But I think there are things right now that we could just put into micro goals, something that is just a, in this little compressed window. And it will, it will end. You know, it may go, you know, we're in what, day 11 or day 10 of, of a 15 day, you know, slow the spread as, as the government's asking us to do. So they may go another 15 days. They may go another 30 days. Who knows what, you know, what the duration is going to be, but it's not, it's not a year. It's not two years. It's just, it's something short. So a micro goal there would be, I think it would be great. And Mark's doing this thing where it's the push up challenge where oh, you, that's great. Yeah, where you just yeah. add, you know, you do, I don't know, three push-ups in the morning, three push-ups in the afternoon, three push-ups at night. So that first day you've done nine and then you add one each day and then you take a day off and then you add another one each day. And so eventually at the end of this time, you're supposed to be able to do a hundred push-ups. You know, I think that takes four weeks or six weeks or something like that. But there are things that we can do. What was the question, Maria, that we said was a good way to pick something? First, what's what seems exciting to you? Like if you're, if, again, going to your future self, you know, if you if you did whatever this little thing was, you know, how would your future self feel? You know, what would what ex, what's exciting to you, and what what would your future self be glad about? And I think that the harder, the, maybe the I've talked about this a lot. That the worse that you feel right now, or the kind of the deeper down, the smaller the goal needs to be. So don't, I mean, if you're feeling really overwhelmed by this or, you know, your life is really in a turmoil, you're really untethered, do something really, really tiny, like clean out one drawer or whatever it is that that kind of excites you. Like for me, the idea of maybe planting some spring flowers, I'm not sure I can get spring flowers right now, but I'm going to try. That really, that fills my chest and it's easily doable in about, you know, 20 or 30 minutes and it's going to make my world better. And, you know, it's, so it's just a tiny, a tiny thing, but, you know, it could be reading that book that, you know, that self-help book that's been by your bed for six years <laughs> or whatever, or reading one chapter or just opening it. I mean, the deeper down you are, the, the more overwhelmed you feel, the smaller that goal needs to be you know, tiny, tiny, tiny steps. So, but we, we think Kelly and I talked about this and we think this social isolation time is a perfect opportunity for all of us to do one new thing, one small thing, learn something new, do something new, pick up a new skill, create some beauty, paint a picture, doodle, write one chapter of your book, (laughs) you know, or, or, or hand write a letter to somebody that you haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, you know, there's so many little things you can do that your future self 
that I'm, I'm talking about things obviously that would make my future self happy, but whatever your future self is, um, yeah. you know, what's, and what's exciting. I love that Maria. And yesterday, one of the things that, that we talked about too, was the social isolation, you know, people are at home. So I reached out to a great friend of mine, Karen, she's in Orlando and Karen and I swam together and did triathlons together. And, you know, we've been friends for, I was a bridesmaid in her wedding and she's just, she inspires me. She's a true champion. I told her we should have her on the show, but I had not talked to Karen in a long time. And you know what? I just said, I texted her. I said, Karen, I know you're home. I know we're we're not, we're both not working. I said, let's set up a time to talk. So we got our cell phones. We put our feet up. We talked for, I think we talked for an hour and I felt amazing after I talked Mm. with her. It was just so reach out to someone like that, Mm -hmm. that you, you know, Mm -hmm. you, they're probably home, you know, they're probably (laughs) home watching Netflix and would be better doing having a nice conversation with you. Yeah, it's interesting that it's it's a good time to reach out to people that you haven't. And I've been attracted to the same thing, interestingly, like not, I want to, of course, see and talk, well, not see, but certainly talk to the people that I can't see in person, like my parents and so forth. But I've also been thinking a lot about all those other people, my long lost friends. And so I think maybe, maybe this is an opportunity to call the Karens in our life, lives and, you know, say, hey, I've been thinking about you. So yes. yeah, that's great. I, I love that idea, Kelly. And, and uh, the connection will be really good for us. Yes. Yes. And Maria, I think my favorite thing that you've said in this whole podcast that we've said is the deeper in the hole you feel, the smaller the goal. And I, I want to take this opportunity to say you and I, we're, we're kind of sharing a little little sneak a peek of what Maria and I have been up to behind the scenes. So we've, we've been a little busy. Maria and I are taking a six month course, uh, at the health coaching Institute. It is an amazing program. We probably, how much do we spend? Maybe eight hours a week on this for six months. Yeah. And we're, what are we about eight weeks in 10 weeks in we're, we're, we're two months into our six month program. Right. And it's a, it's health coaching and life coaching because we feel like that will help us help you. And we're, we've been coaches all our life. We could probably do, well, I know we could do coaching right now. You, you know, Maria, you have your master's in counseling. I've got my master's in exercise science and I've been a coach and, and we, we do, we coach people a lot on here, but the thing that stuck out to me as one of the big parameters of coaching people is the deeper in a hole they are or the more weight they need to lose or the more change they need to make in their life. The the bigger change that they need to make, the smaller steps they start with. Right. That's I, really true. I, I just, I love that concept from Health Coaching Institute that we're doing. And I love yeah. that concept that you applied today to this situation. And, and it applies to me. Like, like yeah, last week you, you sent me this list of, Hey Kelly, here's five shows that we can do, you know, now on the podcast, because we're not, inter- you know, we're not going inter- to interview swimmers or coaches right now. Cause the whole swimming show is shut down. So let's do this, this, and this. And I was just overwhelmed. I was deep in the hole. I was down in the, so we finally talked and you're like, gosh, you're, you're just deep in the hole like yeah yeah you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> that little girl thing. going up the 
climbing up the board. I know. I'm, just, I'm scared. I don't want to do a podcast. And you're like, okay, how about we start with one podcast? And that was okay. That that was like, all right, because I was just frozen. I told you I was frozen. I was ungrounded, untethered. Mm-hmm. And you gave me that little baby step. Come on, come on, little girl. Just come to the end of the diving board. We're just gonna <laughs> just gonna do one podcast. So that really made me feel better. So I I feel you, friends, that it's <laughs> tough out there and that it's hard. It's hard. It is. But just it do is. something small and, and that one little small step will make some momentum and you'll be glad you did. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. I would just say right after this podcast is you finish listening to this podcast, we want you to just go do one little thing or at least plan, put on your calendar, do one little thing that's going to make you feel good. Yeah. Maybe email us and let us know what you did. Yeah. Oh, that's a great. Yeah. Email us. Yeah. We're at hello at championsmojo.com. Hello at championsmojo.com. Those are our three things we talked about. Just if you're feeling ungrounded, it's normal. Your behaviors are normal. Don't worry about it, but don't stay stuck there. How to how to get yourself grounded again, find a new routine, reflect on your own feelings, take care of yourself, sleep, meditate, pray, moderate exercise. Oh, skip the news. That's right. Skip the news. And Not I, just the news, but I mean, I think you're yeah, going to find this all media. over Facebook yeah. and media in media. general. If, if yeah. you can silence your phone for a while yeah. um, or somehow create a way that you can only look at good things. That's the way, that's the thing to do. Find the good news and, uh, you know, and then, and then set some little, little step out of the cave. Just get, get out there and, and do some things that make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just opening the door or opening the window, the small, you know, whatever it takes. So yeah, Kelly, just talking to you and listening to you has made me feel better today. Thank you. Yeah, me too, Maria. And there will be an after this will be over. You know, we like, this is, going to be minor compared to the pandemic of 1918 where what 200 million people died and the and life went back to normal life went on you know yeah. we're way ahead of all this technologically compared to where other pandemics have been it's going to it's going to end and there's going to be a great future out there for us and so yes. you just Yes. need to think about it's a that. New, it's a new world. It'll be a new, wonderful new world. It and will I'm be. looking forward to living that. Yes, yes. All right, Maria, thank you for making me feel better. And uh, <laughs> friends, thanks for listening. And thanks we, so uh, much. Hope uh, we'll hear from you guys. Love you, Maria. Love you, Kelly. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's quote of the week comes from our own Kelly Palace. We need a break from the nonstop negative news. Give yourself a 24-hour news fast. And put your focus on things you love, connect to nature and friends, and you will feel a million times better. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast, designed to make you feel inspired, motivated, and educated. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Also, visit championsmojo.com to learn more.